This is Sports Best, coming at you like the last five minutes of an eBay auction when you really want to get that Tickle Me Elmo for your dachshund. He is Larry Late Bit Olson, and I am Meg Whitman. What have you bet on recently, Larry? <laughs> is that what Elmo said? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not a big... That was the craziest time, the Tickle Me Elmo. Do you remember? Like, I don't think anything else has captured the nation for a Christmas present than Tickle Me Elmo. Pet Rock, was that a big thing back in the day? It was a big thing, but the scarcity of the Tickle Me Elmo is what really- Cabbage Patch, Cabbage Patch Kids? The, no, that was the 1985 Bears, the touchdown dance. They did the Cabbage <laughs> Patch. <laughs> Before we get to the meat of sports, I know we have a couple of weeks to prepare here, but I want to read this. A new poll came out. 25% of respondents to a Seton Hall sports poll, don't judge the poll, say that they will gather- with people outside of their home to watch the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Are you going, would you, would you, if invited, would you go to a Super Bowl party inside somebody's house? I would not, but I'd say more power to the people that are doing that. I feel like we're <laughs> one year into it and it's, everyone knows the risks. I, it's, it's not worth the risk for me to watch a football game with strangers, but if it's worth the risk for someone else, I say power to you. What about you? Well, here's the deal. I wouldn't because I hate Super Bowl parties. I really like mm. listening to the game and watching it and the commercials. Yeah. So I hate when I go to a party and Jack Sally Sue over there is talking all the time. And yeah. I'm like, shut up. Take it to the outside. I, I, I want to focus for the game. So I hate going to Super Bowl parties. So, so, so that's the silver lining of the pandemic for you is that you have a built-in excuse. I'm not going to your Super Bowl party. <laughs> even if you invite me. I mean, Thank I you for giving fair. me the silver lining. Uh, I mean, I guess we'll see on the back end of it if people say, oh, Super Bowl party linked to <laughs> whatever. I saw a thing on the social media. I didn't fact check it, but it was like uh, someone put, so we, we should put this in a time capsule. So 100 years from now, people will know the downfall of our society. It, it said uh, 14 people contract coronavirus linked to a cat's birthday party. <laughs> so we could have some version of that with the Super Bowl watching parties. Um, but I guess even if you're not going to watch the Super Bowl, we have a list of interesting things, interesting people associated with the Super Bowl. A list came out on SI. And I want to say, I did some research. This seems like a no-brainer. This is Super Bowl 55. And they always say the Super Bowl in Roman numerals, which is LV. Why is this not the Louis Vuitton Super Bowl? If you'd Google Louis Vuitton and Super Bowl, there's nothing tied to it. But all they have, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they don't, they don't, I don't know. What do you think? Can I say think Louis can Vuitton I, should be tied to the Super Bowl? Can I say, I feel like you're ahead of your time. Because you were the one that said they should be giving away charity to people who got yeah. the vaccines to go to the game. Right. You're now saying the. LV Super Bowl should be Louis. You are ahead of your times, Mr. Keller. As we all know that Louis Vuitton is the uh, every man's designer brand. And so it is? Jack, Jane, and Sally, the people you, you don't like watching. I don't know. Louis Vuitton ever, is not accessible to anyone. I was going to say, have you Moving ever, on to the actual story, there is a list of 20 most fascinating people. To me, the obvious ones are Mahomes and Brady. Mahomes, as you know, is a partial owner of the Kansas City Royals. He'll yes. be representing the Royals. And Tom Brady is in his 10th Super Bowl appearance. He's 43 years old. Those guys are both interesting. But the name that stuck out to me 
was Jason Pierre-Paul, who has sneaky left the Giants after almost blowing his hand off with fireworks and has had a very productive year. And as we all know, the best defense is a good defense. I'd just like to push back a little bit. I think he did blow off parts of his hand. I believe he blew off a couple of fingers. No offense. Yeah, but he almost lost his entire <laughs> hand. Well, fingers, digits. Yeah. Fireworks <laughs> are sneaky. Like it seems like in the past five to ten years, we've become to, we've realized how dangerous they were. I remember being in the front yard of of my fraternity in college, and we had a Roman Roman candle fight, and we would hold Roman candles and try to hit the other person with the fireball. That's well, a I, bad idea, right? I think the deal with fireworks is that like. In the old days, you might find some exotic person that went to Mexico and brought back a random thing. But we all now know about it. We all can get fireworks from wherever. So everybody's got fireworks. Just more of them. I think growing up in Texas, fireworks were always pretty accessible. It wasn't a trip to Mexico that got them. Maybe Excuse me. Excuse me. By the way, I don't know if you've seen this guy, Mr. Beast, the internet guy. Yeah. The most famous YouTuber. Yeah. Well, my kids would make me watch the Mr. Beast. He blew off what he said two hundred thousand dollars worth of fireworks he just like that was his youtube video he blew up through it 200 and i'm like i don't believe it's true but i do most of really? his videos are him just wasting money because he's i i saw a video on on mr b saying he'll probably be the first youtuber that becomes a billionaire what yeah people love his content it's just it's just silly in his early days he counted to a million it was like a 12 hour video and he just won two <laughs> Yeah, and Dominican Sue is another person I found to be interesting on the list. I don't know if you looked at the whole list, but I'm a god Sue. He's not really known for being a, a clean player ever since he did that stomp seven years, a few years ago. You know, uh, I like that you're going like traditionalists here. By the way, for the record, these people, the 20 most interesting people, are uh-huh. not going to get the hype they deserve this year because they're not going to be able to do like the regular media day. I think like the teams are coming in at the last second. All these press conferences will be held over Zoom. So we're not going to get like the Super Bowl hype as much as we are when we normally would be in normal times. Do you I, do you think that might be a, po- a potential advantage? Because I know there's a lot of... Um nerves that come with having that media day and now if they're going to come at the last second you don't have as much time to get yourself worked up like right before a boxer goes into a fight like there's a lot of anxiety and these guys get to put that off maybe it's better maybe it's worse and then like on top of that right they're only going to have like 25 percent of the stadium in attendance so if you're there like it's less loud so i mean if i i would think it would make people feel of course tom brady's in his 10th super bowl so it doesn't he's like it's back home time for him well, the Gronkineers probably get to sleep in their own bed. They don't have to fly anywhere. Look at you. A couple of the people that I found interesting for the Super Bowl, Sarah Thomas, first female referee that'll be in the uh, Super Bowl. Yep. Okay, 47-year-old from Pascagoula, Mrs. Pascagoula, Pascuela, Mississippi. Don't know where that is. Also, I didn't know this. Maybe I'm wrong. I didn't know NFL teams had kicking coaches. Yeah, they have a coach for everything. Really? Yeah. Okay, anyways, well, the Buccaneers have a kicking coach named Chris Boniel. They have him on one of the top most interesting people to pay attention to during the Super Bowl. Do you know why he's interesting? No. You just saw that he was on there. I was like, they got a kicking coach. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, well, I mean, you need feedback. Kickers can't kick in a vacuum. The good news for us, we're not going to have as much hype for the Super Bowl, but we still have another week to hype up the Super Bowl. So we're not done with our Super Bowl content here on Sports Best. Oh, I'm excited for that. 
I can't believe it, but it has been a year since the passing of the late, great Kobe Bryant. It was this week, uh, a year ago, that he passed away with his daughter in a helicopter crash. As you can expect, there's been tributes from around the world. The ones that I found the most moving were these murals that have been popping up. I, you know, listen, I'm a Lakers fan, so I thought Kobe was a big deal. But I didn't know that they cared about Kobe in the Philippines, right? Or Manila, so there was these uh, murals. I certainly didn't think the people of Texas cared about Kobe Bryant. They had a big mural there. I, I, I really... You know, I'm shocked that Kobe was as such a big deal and and even more shocked that a year later, he's that still big of a big deal. I think he was a big deal. I think if he if he lived to be 80 and passed away, they probably wouldn't have murals in the Philippines. But good point. Uh, good point. He was he was like the poster of hard work and um, competitive spirit. I mean, these I've se- I've been seeing these murals in Los Angeles for the for the last year. Do you remember? To me, it was such a shocking thing. Do you remember where you were when it happened? Like I was in Nashville. I was about to catch a flight back home to Los Angeles, and there was a football game on. I was like, "Why is all this stuff hashtag R.I.P. Mamba?" And I was like, "What?" And to me, it was such a out of the blue event. Like it's it's time stamped for me. I remember where I was. Yeah, it's funny. I would, when you said that, I was like, where was I? I was like, I was going to a kid's birthday party at a bowling alley and my phone blew up because a couple of radio stations were like, hey, be the sports guy and come on, come on and talk about it. I was like, oh, wow. okay, yeah, look at me big time. Um, so, yeah, but then you go to this party and everybody's like every single person you ran into was like, did you hear about Kobe? I'm like, yeah, I heard about it. Everybody I, like who didn't know about it? Yeah, it was it was crazy to think about. It's crazy how it all worked out. Apparently taking a helicopter to work is not. It's not the way to go. Well, if your pilot flies in fog, maybe you should be like, hey, bro, I can't see anything out that window. Maybe you want to turn around, dude. It's sad, um, but they are beautiful murals. You can Google Kobe Bryant, and there's some cool stuff out there. Moving on in the NBA. We had written off the Brooklyn Nets and Kevin Durant and James Harden and Kyrie Irving, but it seems like their one loss was maybe an anomaly they've won three straight and seven of their past nine they beat atlanta in overtime 132 to 28 and uh it seems like the power three are back they're starting to gel and we need to watch out for the brooklyn nets okay i have breaking honey bun news this honey bun that i use to make this noise all the time i have to eat it i i can't like uncle kirk gave this to me i like making this noise but i really just want to eat this honey bun Okay. Okay. Well, so I'm gonna, I'm not gonna eat it right now, but you should eat it on eat. air. Everyone loves listening to people eat. Actually, the ASMR people people pay money to hear stuff like that. I don't know if that's this type of a show, but uh, oh, I, I'm still I am I want to go on record. I'm still rooting against James Harden. I don't want to see them do well. I don't want the honey bun to do well. It smells broken here. Um, I have until February third to eat this honey bun. According to Hostess, you have till February 3rd, but I like to say that you can wait a couple weeks after the expiration date. And uh, I say when I'm camping, if you drop something on the floor and if you can find it, you can eat it. I don't follow the three-second rule. Ooh, camping? Well, camping, yeah, but like if you're in the tenderloin, it's like a <laughs> you drop it, you leave, it leaves your hand. Air in the tenderloin will get you sick. <laughs> Kids, if you drop anything in the tenderloin, you'll lose your hand. Uh, Mr. Kelly, here's my question. How far is too far? How how far is too far? Well, I think uh, trying to wage a land war in Asia is too far. It's always too far. 
So last week, Shaquille O'Neal on the TNT show, he kind of really went after Utah guard Donovan Mitchell, said didn't have what it takes to be a superstar, right? He's got, I don't know, I guess you got to be outlandish if you're on a TV show to get the ratings, blah, blah, blah. All right, he goes on this rant, says Donovan Mitchell. Then Donovan Mitchell comes on after the game and literally to Donovan Mitchell's face in his post-game interview is like telling him, you're no good, you don't have what it takes, And it just, it was a completely awkward interview, right? And once again, you could say that Shaq's doing that for ratings or he's trying to top Charles Barkley, whatever. Really awkward interview. Well, Utah has taken it too far, in my opinion. I guess they got nothing else to do in Utah. Utah lawmakers, after seeing this interview, passed a resolution that said, in Utah, we support our players when they face awkward abuse during post-game interviews disguised as pep talks. Now, I don't know this. I don't know if you know this. We are in a worldwide pandemic. Maybe the good legislators of Utah should continue to work on helping the good people of Utah instead of taking time to make resolutions about post-game interviews. Perhaps perhaps they're taking a page out of the TNT book and the Utah representatives are trying to get a little bit more airtime, a little bit more clickbait. I want to I want to give props to Donovan Mitchell because Shaq was like, "Hey, I want to I want to say to your face, you don't have what it takes to get to the next level. What do you have to say about that?" And Donovan Mitchell was like, "All right, I feel like he handled it in stride." But I thought it was fun that the uh, the Utah whether they did the right thing or not, they pointed out Shaq's uh, checkered past and he had uh, what was his movie had a five percent rating on Rotten Shaq Fu was a flop. He was a rapper, and it made me want to go back and. See what he used to be like as a rapper, and here is a little clip from Shaquille O'Neal, the rapper. All you jealous punks can't stop my dunks. Hey, I'm a 5'10 white guy, but I feel like that was a good flow. That sounded so much like Cyper- Cypress Hill. I wonder if Cypress Hill produced his album. That's what that sounded like. For the record, I saw Kazam in the theater. I saw it in the theater. Did you did you go to the matinee or did you pay full price? I think I went to a matinee with my friend and we saw Kazam in the movie theater. Well, that's nice that you didn't pay a full price. How much were movies when you were growing up? I remember paying four seventy five. Yep. Now matinee. they're eighty dollars a ticket, and if you want to get Junior Mints, it's a hundred bucks even. And if you wanted a short AMC, you could have bought some stock and done very well, unless you still own it. Oh. Stock tips on the reposted podcast network. That's a different show. Moving on in basketball, they are going to open up all-star voting to the fans starting on February 16th. And we're going to vote and they're going to pick an all-star team. And we are unsure if an all-star game will happen or not. I guess people have incentives tied to whether or not they make the all-stars. So I guess they have to do this maybe for contracts, but they're not going to play. What's the point? eerily similar to the NFL Pro Bowl, right? They're not playing the Pro Bowl, but people were named to the Pro Bowl. They're not going to have an All-Star game. Maybe they will have an NBA All-Star game, but people are getting named to the NBA All-Star. I mean, do we care about this? To me, the only thing interesting about the the All-Star break is a good milestone to say since the All-Star break, they've been undefeated, or the dunk contest used to be kind of cool, but now they get like unlimited attempts at the dunk, so... It's it's a lot of fun. The, the players don't try very hard. Um, I say they pick the team, they get two people from the East and West, and they play Madden 21. Well, wow, you're so original. 
I mean, no one else is doing that. Madden is a good game. Why don't they play? Maybe they get Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace is, uh, I'm not <laughs> sure if you knew this, is a professional gamer. Well, listen, that's not what I said. You just could be good, not maybe that professional. Like, if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's there to see it, does it happen? Like, should they even be trying to play an all-star game? Like, it's kind of a joke to begin with. Doing an all-star game in an empty arena, like, does will anybody even care about that at all? I think people will care about it. I remember last year when sports started to trickle back, and it, a lot of it was getting the sense of normalcy. I mean, theoretically, these people are following the protocol. They're getting tested anyway. So if they can do it in a, quote, safe manner, I say you do it just to give the general public who likes basketball a sense of normalcy, even if their life isn't back to normal yet. Maybe they should play the NBA uh, All-Star game in a closet. That would be all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm in a closet there in a closet. Okay. Post um, Andrew Keller, nobody is getting into the Baseball Hall of Fame. No soup for you. Not one person getting into the baseball hall of fame first of all do you care about like are you when they when you hear about oh such and such got nominated the baseball hall of fame do you even care you're like yeah the only thing i care about for the baseball hall of fame is if someone gets a unanimous first first round ballot and it's not going to happen because of these crotchety old writers <laughs> i don't know how you can vote against people like jeter nolan ryan I, but but they do they don't get in first ballot hall of fame all right so Kurt Schilling, Barry Bonds, and Roger Clemens with a big three. They did not get the enough percentage of votes to get voted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. So nobody goes in this year. All three were in their ninth year of eligibility. They got one more year to get voted in, or it then has to go to some sort of veterans committee where they can put them in, but they won't be voted in by the baseball writers. They're all really controversial. Kurt Schilling, of course, thinks that uh, there's no white supremacy in the United States. Barry Bonds, of course, put syringes in or near his butthole to play baseball. And of course, Roger Clemens did the same thing too. So they're kind of controversial. There's no real winning. Like if you think he was good to begin with and steroids didn't matter. I mean, they're, I mean, I could see both sides of this, whether they should be in or not. Nevertheless, they're not in on the normal means. They got one more year. Do you know how steroids work? They, they go on your body and they make your muscles big. And your butthole. <clears throat> oh, did I say butthole? Yeah. You said, but it doesn't, that's not how it works. Okay. That's where excrement comes out, Larry. <laughs> that's where that comes out of. I think it's interesting. Schilling basically is like, hey, this is my last year. Next year is my last year of eligibility. I don't want him. Don't vote me in. I think, is it a bigger middle finger to vote him in after he said, I don't want to be in? Or should they just walk away from it? What would you do as a crotchety baseball writer? Let me just not tell you what I would do. But so when one of my kids does something wrong, repeatedly we'll say like okay you're not getting dessert tonight so right. then dinner happens everybody else is eating dessert but that person is that usually it's my youngest kid bobby he doesn't get dessert he is so great literally the second dinner's over he goes to the bathroom and starts brushing his teeth while we eat like we're all sitting down eating dinner and he just goes like it's this protest of like screw you i'm leaving i'm leaving you i just brush my teeth while you guys eat dessert that's like his public protest that does it make you feel bad <laughs> I just got like, what a turd. Like he was the one acting up. We're having a fun family dinner and he goes and brushes his teeth because he acted up and doesn't get dessert. Do you think Schilling's, you think Schilling's not getting voted in because he acted up in his career or is it because he's not a worthy candidate because of his on-field performance? I well, think all three of these guys have a little 
little off the field question marks. The, here, the whole point about this, right, is that you get in, Baseball Hall of Fame is not connected with baseball. It's, it's voted on by the writers, people that cover these people, right? Mm-hmm. And so the people that cover you are human beings. If you were an a-hole, the, the human beings that were writing about you, when they have a chance to vote you into the Hall of Fame or not, are going to remember that you were an a-hole. And so Kurt Schilling obviously was an a-hole, and now they're kind of withholding their vote for him because he was an a-hole to them. Yeah. People, people can be petty. Um, let's just judge him for what he did. Let's just judge him for his bloody sock. Come on, guys. Listen, the onion is undefeated. Here's the headline about Kurt Schilling and him not getting the baseball hall of fame. Kurt Schilling insists he'd already be in the hall of fame. If MLB never racially integrated. <laughs> you, you gave a pretty quick intro to that. That is an onion headline, which is satirical news. <laughs> <laughs> in case, especially when things we thought that was real news. It's hilarious. <laughs> I think Babylon B has given the onion a run oh, for its money on so great. quality, quality so great. content. Oh. Oh. Breaking news. The Houston Texans have announced their next head coach to proceed. Bill O'Brien. David Culley has been announced as the oldest first-time NFL coach ever. He's 65 years old. He's been an assistant pretty much his entire 27-year career in the NFL, mainly working with wide receivers. Do you think this is going to be a good fit for the Texans? Do you have them favored for the Super Bowl? Here's the deal. When everybody zigs, you should zag. And when everybody's zagging, you should zig. The hot new trend in the NFL is your LA Rams. Hire the young whippersnapper who's 20 years old and has got a good face and let's go young and spa-da-da-da-da. Texans are taking the exact opposite track. They're going with the old dude. To me, there he's the already the fifth oldest coach. Mm-hmm. He's never had a coaching job before. I, you know, the <laughs> go, can you ever go wrong if you go crotchety old guy? Like in in life, like if you go with the old guy, how could you go wrong? I feel like Tom Coughlin's second time around wasn't great. He he was oh. he was like the last crusty hey. old guy. I remember when he went to the Giants, people were getting upset because he was like making them actually work out till they threw up, or just like the old days. And people, I'm gonna like push Tom back. Co- I'm gonna push back on your old guy. Remember when the guy that took over the Rams, he uh, Dick Vermeil, his mm-hmm. second time around, he was an old guy, took him to the Super Bowl and won. Well, I'm saying Tom Coughlin and his red face was quintessential. Old guy. And then the opposite of that, I think it's Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll just wants to be your friend. He's an old guy. Yeah. Well, Steve Starkeesian is in Texas. He, he's speaking of alcoholics. He got fired when he was drunk at USC, right? That's random. <laughs> yeah. You don't remember that? I don't He got remember. fired on the tarmac flying back at USC. <laughs> and he's like, you, you, you're a problem. You have a problem, Steve. And then he went to rehab with Nick Saban. Now he's going to coach. Hey, he'll be he'll be so close. He'll be in Austin. If uh, Dave Cully has any questions, he can just call up Sarkeesian over in Austin and be like, "Hey guys, let's go to Stubbs Barbecue and uh, talk it out." That's how the NFL works. Huh? I love old guys. This has been Sports Best on the Reposted uh, Podcast Network. I'm Andrew Keller for the old man saying, "Thanks for stopping by." 